You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Right, good morning and welcome in to the Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to get in with us this morning. Our X accounts are at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Also download the app to your smartphone. You can listen to us all over the country, really all over the world if you get the app. And there's also a chat box up in the right-hand corner. We get a lot of those each and every show. As those come in, we'll read those out to you and answer any questions that you have or just any comment or suggestion. You're welcome to send it right there. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand. Pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Justin Jones behind the glass with us this morning, uh, like every morning here lately. So we appreciate Justin being in ready to go. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine. There's only one story that tops uh, all the stories that we try to give you. One of the huge, huge stories, if you're a golfer, uh, unbelievable that Nick Dunlap um, played Alabama, could go uh, to the Quinta, where I got to play there several times. My trainer, Sang Lada, my bus driver, went out there several times and played. What a, if you looked at it, it's unbelievable golf course. Uh, won the American Express yesterday. Uh, the first uh, amateur, uh, Barry. I'd like to know that the guy that the second got the got the million and a half. Yeah, uh, been thirty three years since an amateur has won it. Um, what guts he had, uh, where he hit the ball late uh, on his drive, need to par the hole to win it. Got a little bit of a break when he came off the hill and went down part of the way, but had a tough chip. Chipped it pretty strong, knocked it in. Um, absolutely. Um, uh, you can't imagine the pressure on this kid to hit the right kind of shots to win that thing, knowing that he thought he had a two-shot lead. He only had a one. Uh, and to make that kind of shot uh, throughout the whole day is is something to really, really talk about. Justin Tomba, Justin was there with him. He he, he uh, played well as well. He, um, he I think he shot 27 under, and Nick, I think, was 29 under, something like that. So, Congratulations to him. I'll be I'll be getting coach on. I tried to this week. Uh, it's it's a story beyond words for me to all those players out there to come in there and do that. What a beautiful setting that is out there. I just had the good fortune of uh, looking back at it and could cry because I'm th- too old to do it now. But it was absolutely terrific. So hats off to him and what he has done because he's world renowned. Um. Got a lot of swapping around. My only comment, uh, I'm not going to get into all this stuff, but Barry and I'll back and forth about uh, saying leaving 
and going to Ohio State is, I think if if he knew that he was going to leave before you announced the quarterback coming from the other end, that that you try to save him. I think I think this is a killer for Alabama. I think the I think the new coach at Alabama is very good. I assume he's he's he brought in a lot of good players. But he brought in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jeremy Bernard, who was a wide receiver, and brought in Austin Matt, uh, uh, Nick, I believe it was. Uh, he brought him in, but I just think that uh, you got to do everything you can to keep to keep the the kid at Alabama intact. In, in uh, Barry may know more about it. Y'all may want to argue about it. Well, but, according uh, to people, uh, okay, go ahead. They like the kid from Washington better, and uh, wow, and so cool. they thought this kid in Washington was a better prospect, and really? so. Uh, so they okay. went and got him. Now, okay. I don't, now, whether that's true or not, what you say, I don't know. But that's that's yeah. what some inside people have told me there. Now, well, I, I if don't that's know. the case, and they they they're the ones to judge the talent. And if that's correct, then uh, that's good. LSU lost a freshman offensive lineman went to Tennessee. Of course, we know Proctor went to to Iowa, Alabama. Um, it's uh, going to be very, very interesting. The basketball is. I just mentioned that uh, Samford's won 17 straight, most anybody's ever won. Not this year, right now, playing really well. Tennessee, Alabama game. Tennessee very physical. They took Alabama off three point line. Played really hard inside. Shot the basketball better than Alabama did. Big win for them. And big seven foot two guy at Kentucky. Um, played, got in and played. Uh, played 16 minutes, scored 13 points has a chance to be very, very good. We talk about that more. But those are the three things. If you Tennessee just handled Alabama pretty well, and so they all play at 6.30 against Auburn, who played very well against Ole Miss and beat them in a game that should be very interesting. Alabama naturally at home has a good chance, but we'll see what happens there. That's really about all I have. I've been working – Trying to get up enough stuff to those three things, I think, uh, are important to to us. You may have other things. We have uh, um, Auburn and, and State, uh, Auburn and Alabama, and and uh, that should be a big big game, six thirty on, on Wednesday. All right, uh, let's talk Nick Dunlap for a minute. Uh, he can uh, obviously he can turn pro right now. Uh, he gets exempt. Uh, into uh, all the signature events, and those are the big money, do- big do- big money events now. Uh, if he if he stays um, as an amateur, he can't go to the signature events, but he can go to just pretty much everything else if he chooses to do that. Uh, he said he's got a this decision will, will affect a lot of people. Uh, but if he takes it now, he'll get it all through the twenty four season, the twenty five season, and the twenty six yeah. season. Wow. Uh, if he if he Waits, he can still turn, you know, pro, but still only through the 25 and 26 season. You know what's frustrating to me is we had, and I want you to comment on what you think he will and should do or maybe what you think he will do, uh, is that we're giving all these kids this NIL money for doing nothing. This kid goes and wins this tournament. He should be able to get this money. Uh, if we're giving NIL money for guys that do absolutely do- now I know he can get endorsement money. He can take that. He ought to, he earned this prize money. He, if we're giving guys, Julian saying, they say this Proctor kid went to Iowa, he's getting a million over two years, 500,000 a year. This kid who did what he did, in my opinion, should be able to get this money, dad. 
Yeah, he he, uh, he, he certainly should. And he uh, is staying on out there to play at Torrey Pines, I believe. Yes. Uh, he's, uh, uh, I watched everything. Uh, interview was terrific. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, I won't say humble, but very uh, forthright with what he said. Uh, you know, answered the questions. You know, was he nervous? Sure. Every cotton-picking shot, he was nervous. And um, played the way he did, double bogey number seven, hit it in the water, uh, which was a real double bogey miss for him there. He just said bad swing, and, and they ended up tying right at that particular time. Lost two shots on that particular hole. So uh, Nick Dunlop has done something. Dunlap has done something that um, it may be 100 years before. I'll never see it. Uh, most of you listeners won't either ever see that again. It's quite, quite unusual. Should, uh, well, should he go pro now? Just, I mean, talk to JC. JC, well, obviously was there. He did a great job on the interview. Uh, and I'm sure he will, I don't know if he'll tell him, hey, you got to take this opportunity. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, you want to be here for your player, your teammate. I don't know. It's a, t- he can, they can take the endorsement money. So that's a little bit different than what it's been in the past. But, if you're Nick, if you're JC, well, do you just say, "Hey, Nick, this is this is once in a lifetime. These signature events are big time. This life changing money here. I understand and try to take the pressure off of him. How does JC will handle this? I don't really know. I, I would say that he recommends him to talk to his family. Yeah, he's got an absolute um, terrific caddy who just absolutely reads the putts for him. Doesn't all read all of them, but uh, is very. You know, the thing he he said about his about him, he's the former pro, is that he's the same regardless. Good shot, ba- good shot, bad shot, good hole, bad hole, he's the very same. When he said it's going to move a little bit, going to be inside left, I think that's what he said, uh, and walked away from him on that six-foot putt to think about that, to beat, to, to win, he's got to go into, if he misses that, he's got to go into playoff, yeah. uh, is to get that thing up and down and and to hit the, hit the second shot to where he hit it, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing to me, but the pressure. You think a quarterback's got pressure in a game? Nothing like he's got. He's got several guys around him. This you're by yourself. I know the quarterback that missed the field goal uh, last night when the Chiefs uh, beat the Buff beat Buffalo is 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 having his heart broken. But very tough. That very tough win there. Cold weather. Um, just didn't do it. Of course, the Lions beat Tampa Bay. I forgot to mention that. So. That's about all I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to the Golf Channel on the way in this morning, and they're talking about everything's going to come at this kid. He says Torrey Pine starts on Wednesday, so he said he won't have to, you know, but everything's going to come at him in the next couple of days. There'll be endorsement deals uh, coming, the decision uh, there. But they talked about when you do what Nick Dunlap did, every time he goes to a tournament now, he's going to have to go through the whole media thing, you know. So the pressure just that comes at this kid, uh, well, now he can handle it, obviously, but uh, his life will change uh, forever uh, after what he did, and good for him. Uh, as JC said, yeah, the questions, Barry. Well, what were you thinking? The, the, the questions of what were you thinking are just questions that you ask when you don't know what else to ask. Now, I think he's, I think it's right to ask him one in golf. You know, what were you thinking about certain things? But out, outside of that. They did ask him if he had any homework tonight and being last night. He said, yeah, I do, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, So I don't blame him. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll get back. We'll get to Tom. Uh, When we get back, I don't want to cut him short. I know he loves 
to talk golf. Royal Cleaners, pick up and delivery. They want to make your life easy, so they'll come right to you. Pick up all your cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back to you. That makes life a lot easier for you. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, only one choice in this community, and that's Royal. 205-391-0034. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. A new accident in Cottondale now that's hit the board. This is Old Birmingham Highway at Mountain View Beach Road. Look for the flashing lights there. However, the major roadways are all still moving along very well. The main lanes of 2059, Lurling Wallace, uh, the drive on University, all remain in good shape at this stage of the morning drive. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. It is 27 degrees, but we're about to come out of the deep freeze. Temperatures will warm into the 70s by midweek and rain. Three or five inches of it will move across West Alabama between tonight and the weekend. But the impacts from the sub-freezing temperatures are still being felt. Numerous communities across the area are still dealing with busted water pipes that have drained water tanks and left residents without drinking water. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa, Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 42. Tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times, the high 62. Wednesday, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 27 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to uh, Inside the Locker. Yeah, was, uh, Tuscaloosa's own Izzy Ellis was out there. Uh, Dad, she's uh, that's Richard Ellis's daughter who's dating Nick Dunlap. Uh, oh, the black, the, the, the yeah, dark haired yeah, girl. Yeah, that's, that's Richard's uh, daughter. Uh, so she needs to hold on him with two arms. Isn't uh, she a, a golfer as well on the on the women's team? Or no, she's not. She no, actually okay. went to Tuscaloosa Academy and goes sees out at the university. They didn't uh, give her quite enough publicity to suit me. They, <laughs> I, saw, I saw her, I saw her hug him one time. Yeah, she flew she out. Uh, flew out uh, for the for the Sunday. Uh, now, whose daughter is that again? Richard. Richard okay. Ellis. Rich, oh, yeah, Richard Ellis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get to the uh, uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. <laughs> morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? This morning. Hey, man. hey, Tom. When you get through saying what you're going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to give it about two sentences and brag on you about something. Uh oh. Golly. Okay. Let me hurry up. No, I ain't. Uh, you know. I'm joking. Uh, Barry, I, uh, uh, thanks for taking my call this morning, but I, I thought your tweet uh, Saturday and uh, right along with uh, Justin Thomas's tweet, they were identical almost going like Sunday's going to be a great day for Alabama golf. I thought that was a pretty good tweet on your part and Justin. and uh, But, you know, Coach, Friday when I got home, uh, I knew that Nick was playing uh, at La Quinta, and uh, and I knew Justin was out there for the tournament, this, that, and the other. So uh, I didn't watch any of the Friday rounds, uh, uh, but uh, I mean Thursday round. But uh, 
I, I ran through the scores on the uh, golf uh, app, and and he shows up out there, and he shoots a sixty-four. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw part of it. Yeah, first sure round, he 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 like, okay, boys, here I am. Let me <laughs> lay this little sixty-four on y'all, and y'all take a look at that because that's what's coming. Yeah, and. Uh, and I was so excited for him for just to shoot a 64. I didn't even dream that he would ever win that tournament, but I was so thankful that he did. I thought, you're right, Barry. Uh, Coach Sewell did good. Now, who would you say his girlfriend was? Uh, there's a realtor here, uh, Richard Ellis, long-time uh, guy. He's got three daughters. That's one of his, I think, might be the youngest daughter that he has. Uh uh, here at the University of Alabama, so that, yeah, that so that was the girl in the yellow that was out there with his parents uh, yesterday. And so they, they, uh, Coach Sewell had an entourage fly out there with him, yeah, and uh, uh, go to the final day. And I, I thought that was really good for him to do that. And when you talk to him, Coach, I want to know: is that a milkshake win? Uh, yes, he had the milkshake. Waiting on Nick Dunlap when he walked. Oh, he did. 18. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> I thought it was uh, pretty cool, guys. Uh, as they were walking down 18, he hit that second shot. Justin said, "Well, you just hit your first spectator." Uh, and he said, "Yeah, I think I smoked him." Uh, so he was trying to kind of lighten the mood for him a little bit and kind of maybe get his mind off the pressure. And I, he's, I guess, Dad was right. He. He thought he had a two-shot lead, and he got up there and realized he had to get that up and down. Uh, he looked at the board once he got up there and uh, realized he only had a one-shot lead, so he had to get that up and down in order to uh, to win the tournament. Barry, I, I think Justin Thomas even said something to him. You couldn't hear what he said or see him, <laughs> but they looked at each other and had some words right before that very last putt. Now, Justin made some more money because his money trickled down to number two, whatever. You think Justin should hold that money and give it to him, the extra that he made, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thought, but, yeah. uh, I, but listen, I, I got one more thing I want to put out in front of y'all to hear what your take is. Coach, when he drives up Magnolia Lane mm. at the at the Masters the first day, is he going to go in there? Is he going to big wheelie himself right down uh, uh, Magnolia Lane? He's going to show up with some with some baggage, is he not? Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's uh he's got a, a great head on his shoulders. He he took it, you know, and handled it. You know, he didn't. He wasn't a look at me kind of guy. He. He, the guy's yeah, got yeah. some sense with his ability, no doubt about that. The coolest thing I well, saw, I, too, was the uh, Alabama golf team was on a van. They had it on the TV as he was – when he made that last putt, those guys went absolutely crazy on the van. Don't you love that? Don't you love that? That is part of being on a team, man. When you're on a team, yeah. you're pulling for one another. That tells you that J.C. Well – has done an amazing job of getting those guys uh, supporting one another. You know, there probably could be some jealousy there, but uh, they went they went crazy on that van when he knocked that putt in. Can you imagine how many messages that kid had on his phone when he turned it on? (laughs) Oh, ain't that right? Ain't that right? But uh, all right, I I was so I uh, I um before I brag on him, I I had um, gone out there with with my bus all my buddies to go play. And you don't. Uh, Tom might remember Wade Walker, who was the football coach at Mississippi State. Uh, I don't. No. Oh God, I, mean, I am old. So anyway, Wade Walker had moved out there, and I had known Wade Walker a little bit. And you had you had to really get on the Arnold Palmer course, the Nicholas course, and the, at the Quinta that course too. 
And um, I called Wade. Wade got us on. Barry knows I'm always trying to pull a deal. And uh, <laughs> got us on. And uh, it was absolutely – and even when I was in Little Rock, I flew back out there and played several times. It's, uh, the homes out there, they don't, they don't live in them all the time because it gets pretty hot. But they it was a great time. Anyway, the other day when you uh, – when you mentioned walking down uh, the sidewalk towards that baseball right. field on one side and the Coliseum facing you and Miles, Miles building named after him by the president on the other side, it uh, was, a, I thought, a very good thought. I, I won't get into that controversy, I, but I thought uh, what you said was excellent. So, Well, Coach, I, I tell you what, I, I have had so much fun in that uh, – facility especially basketball fun and uh that that evening when my <laughs> wife and uh, a few of us that went to the game together we were walking down there it was like a diamond sitting there in yeah. the night yeah. and of course i got a lot of positive memories about that coliseum and uh and I, i'm not gonna get into it about a new arena i know a bunch of people want a new arena but it hit me that night you know for all these years i'm 70 years old I've been going in and out of there for a long time. It's a special place to me. Yeah, one thing I will agree with you two on it. I wish they would build the new one right beside that one, and then tear. Once they oh, get yeah. it built, then they could tear that one down. I do think the location of that thing is. Well, uh, is I great. think I might cry if the. I won't get into it. I've got some thoughts about it, but I'm, right. I'm not. I don't want to uh, get into all it. Right. All right, thanks. Thank you, Dom. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope y'all are good. We're good. Good. Hey, um, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned that Auburn's inside game is just going to be a little bit too much for Alabama this Wednesday. Uh, Cardwell is playing really, really good, and he's moving, he's moving up and down the court good. He's blocking shots. He's making shots. I just think their inside game is going to be, going to be the difference from these tonight. I hate to say it. Well, the two the factors in games, every game that you play, first of all, is your is your board work. Uh, it's people overlook is how you rebound offensively and defensively, and a factor that goes and that's defense, and the factor that goes your ability to defend to defend the three, run them off the three point line, uh, and 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 rebound. Those two factors right there. You've got to shoot it well, but if you if you're defended. And you don't get the good looks. Uh, I don't. I still Kentucky's really good. Kentucky's going to win the league, but they don't get the looks until Tennessee game that uh, Alabama's been getting. But uh, Tennessee ran them off, and if and if Alabama runs them off, uh, Auburn's a little more likely to run Alabama off than Alabama is to run them off. I would I would agree with that. One thing Tennessee was able to do that other teams don't is. Uh, Philip, it's not people talk about the post. It's not the post. They were able to defend the dribbler. Uh, you couldn't get downhill on those guys. They're physical, guarding the perimeter, uh, and they take away the three-point shot. So if you can guard the dribbler, then there's no help there to kick for three-point shots. Alabama goes four for 21 from three. Uh, so Tennessee by far guarded them better than anybody. And Auburn's pretty good defensively as well. And that freshman point guard they got, uh, he, he's, he's special. Uh, well, I think it's, I think it's, you know, Alabama's got a chance to win the game. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, being at home, uh, certainly Nelson's got to play better and can, and contribute, uh, more and, uh, but, but we'll see. Well, Nelson, you know, the other day in the second half, he, he had the two fouls at halftime and then right there, bang, 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 you know, 
second half, he's out. I mean, he only played a couple minutes in the second half. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think guard-wise, I think if Sears is okay and, you know, Griffin is continuing to play at the level he's playing at and, and they can get Estrada to keep playing okay, they've got a chance. But they, it's got to be a, a perfect storm, I think, well, for Alabama Wednesday night. And Auburn doesn't turn it over either. The most most consistent thing of your playing and when you're playing 18 games is your ability to be good defensively every night out. You're more consistent if you're able to do that. Right. Hey guys, I think Ryan Williams is visiting Texas this weekend. That that could get interesting. Really? Mm. Yeah. I think I, I think I'm I think I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. I've got some people that uh, they're guarantee me that Brian Williams is going to Alabama. Uh, they're talking to some. If you're, I want to ask y'all this, and we got to get to break. Uh, Caden Proctor, I was with the Iowa, at the Iowa Purdue game. They interview him. Uh, he says uh, how great it is to be home. The welcome he got. He said that the Iowa. Coach, he didn't say coach, he said, but I have reached out to him during the middle of the season when things were going bad. Obviously, that's tampering. Uh, obviously, that's against the NCAA rules. Should Alabama make something of that? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Why you say no? Well, I just think Alabama's done it too. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, should they? You said yes, Philip. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. tampering. Now they'll say, "Well, we just hey, we had a great relationship with the kid. We were just just checking on him. You can't do it. You cannot call the kid. Uh, he didn't say which coach or who, but uh, Dad says no. Uh, if you're guilty of it, then yeah, you let it roll. If you if you have it, then of course this new staff's not guilty of it uh, here at uh, Alabama because they just get near other than than two guys. I thought that was. Kind of interesting there, there. Where the, and the kid didn't. These kids don't know uh, what the NCAA rules are, so he didn't even know that. Well, he thought that was them just being nice, but he didn't even know it was a violation. So, hey, they bet. I know one thing. I hope your friends are right on that guarantee. But guarantee, like they're guaranteeing that he's coming to Alabama. So enough to where they, bet, I bet them a hundred dollars. If so, the, it's five hundred to a hundred. So if uh, they're going to pay me five hundred if he doesn't come, and I got to pay them a hundred if he does. So I t- figured I'd take that chance. So yeah, that's that's pretty good, man. You may come out good on that. <laughs> I, I hope I lose though. Thank you. Bill. <laughs> I hope you do too. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. All right, two minute truck. 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whereas local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Great people out of two men. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Want to build the five-star backyard, then there's no choice but pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Are you to the Yellowwood hotline? 
He, uh, the former assistant football coach at uh, Florida State, Ole Miss radio personality throughout the Southeast, uh, joins us every Monday. We won't stop bugging Max because football is still in the air around here with uh, Coach DeBoer and his staff and the transfer portal. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max. Hey, guys. How are you on this morning? You probably thought you'd gotten rid of us by now, Max, but there's uh, <laughs> This is the last, last day, Barry. Uh-oh. Uh, well... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I don't know what we'll do. We'll have to make stuff up. But, Max, um, Julian Sayans gone. Uh, Caleb Downs gone. Uh, a lot of guys right. going. They're talking about Ohio State's pay, paid $13 million just for this year alone in NIL. Uh, just your thoughts on kind of what's happening here in college football. Well, it looks like Ohio State probably needs to move to the NFL is what it looks like to me. Of course, they got a new athletic director too. I guess you saw that. Yeah. Uh, boys, you, boys, you get left A and M going out. Ross Bjork, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it brought it, and and uh, I think Coach Day might be looking over his shoulder. You know, look at truth. They want them, you know, they want a lot of them, but they couldn't beat Michigan, and that was a uh, that was a huge, huge move for them. Uh, you know, back to the portal situation, guys. Like we said before, we know where it is, and the you know the rich going to get richer, and the others are just going. Have to hang around. I, there's, there, I think will be a division somewhere down the road. I don't know when or how, but uh, the, the, the schools like, you know, basically Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, those guys can't compete with that. Uh, you know, Alabama probably could uh, at some at some point in time. LSU probably can. Texas A and M certainly can, uh, but obviously they don't want to right now. They you know, they don't have, have not had to, to worry about those things, but. Some of that money, if you look at the kids they're picking up, don't you wonder sometimes um, they feel like that's a good investment? And, and that's just like in any business. You don't really know about your employees till you get them on the job. So I, I think that's the kind of change we're going to see next is some of those. And then we're going to see a lawsuit somewhere down the road where some kid was promised that. They paid him a couple of payments. They run him off and not pay him, you know, not pay him any more money. I think that's those are the things that come with that, or a union that's formed by the players themselves. I can see all kind of problems that would, you know, that will evolve and erupt out of this thing. Uh, amateurism is out the window. Academics are out the window. You don't hear anything about academics anymore. These guys that transfer uh, transfer three or four times. You guys have been in it. You know, trying to build a schedule for those kids to go to class every day. Uh, they they go. They one semester or two semesters, and they're off and gone. Uh, I don't know where the GPA is coming from, you know, to keep them eligible under the original rules. So there's still a hundred things that's got to be worked out to make this thing work, and it's not it's not going to be equitable. But I step back and look at it, guys, is compared to major industries, you know, when you got Amazon and Walmart out there, is that equitable to the mom and pop store on the corner? So they spend there 50 years? Why, no. They can't compete in prices. So I think, you know, I think these are the extremes in areas that we've never seen before. And uh, I'll be interested just to see how everybody reacts. David. If I had uh, somebody to interview, uh, maybe besides you, I'd like to interview Tommy Reese. Uh, he's, yeah, had, uh, be, he's, yeah. he's had the quarterback there. Uh, a lot of right. speculation. You know, here's here's a person who practices with Alabama, who goes on the bowl trip with them, and practices and realizes how they get ready for a game, and all of a sudden right. he comes back and and they have a 
fourth quarterback come in. I think it's uh, Tommy could tell us now that he's lost his job. Um, <laughs> and, and I know he may not be able to tell us about the quarterback that's coming in for right. Washington as much, but I think it, it would certainly be a good interview, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I, I think you're right, though. Uh, I mean, you know kind of the code of ethics it is for coaches themselves. If they're going to stay in the league, uh, you yeah. know, we want to be there. They aren't going to talk much. Yeah. Uh, but I would that do the same thing, Coach, with the, the recruiting side. When, uh, when I was recruiting against Jackie and, uh, it, when he was at Mississippi State, and I never said a word, period, ever. I was doing radio in Atlanta, and NCAA came after me big time. I mean, I was getting a call or two a week from them. I, and I just, you know, I just didn't ever talk about it. Yeah. And uh, I got a, a long letter from Jackie thanking me for that uh, because he wanted to stay in the business and he had a system working. It worked for him, and I had to work against him, and I knew all about it. But uh, I think that's the, the path you have to take if you're going you know, to stay at that level. Uh, your thoughts on Julian saying I uh, was the – Number one quarterback came here, went to class for about a week, practiced with Alabama, uh, hit the portal. I, I didn't think guys could hit the portal. I thought they at least had to stay a year, but they don't, they have no rules now, Max. You can just go no, whenever you want. You can go whenever you want. Um, yeah. Alabama fans, for whatever reason, they do not like Bill O'Brien. But Julian Sayan did. He said he had, <laughs> I mean, evidently had a good relationship with him. Bill O'Brien's going to be the new coordinator at Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> so the Bama fans don't like him, but their their quarterback did. Your thoughts on Julian saying going to Ohio State? Well, I mean, I you know the kid looked and found probably found the best place he thought he could go play right away, and uh, that's you know, those are the reasons. And, and people, the folks at Ohio State probably knew that. Uh, I mean, those guys at that level, guys, you know that they they their tentacles reach a long way. You got a lot of money, and you could afford to hire people to to track, you know, track different kids and who who recruited them and where they are and well, how happy they are. Uh, when you got you know fifteen or twenty off the field uh, analysts is what they call them, then you can cover a lot of area. Uh, and if that made him happy, if he just stayed at, at you know at Alabama, and I'm assuming Milrow is going to stay. Uh, he's already graduated. But see, he, that's a prime candidate right there uh, with all the changes. That if he decided to go, then, you know, now we're saying gone. Uh, I think they signed one other quarterback out of California this year. They got transferred from Washington. Other, yeah. Right. But what about other kids they've signed? If they, if they, I'm sure they've had to reach out to those guys to see, you know, to see with a coaching change, that opens up a lot of different areas that, uh, that, that NCAA has looked the other way, to tell you the truth. Or the SEC even. What's happened to the SEC looking down and say, hey, you know, in our conference, this is what you're going to have to do. Uh, everybody just seems to be looking the other way. But I, you know, the answer, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that it's all boiled down now to the kids and what they want and how much money they can get. And they, they hold they hold all, you know, all the controls. It used to be the university with the scholarships. Then it got reduced from four to one. And I still say that was the that was the linchpin that started all this. Uh, it, it shifted now, shifted all the the power positions to the kids because they control they control your roster. Well, the NIL money is a mess. Uh, if if Coach Bryant were to wake up and see this, he he would scratch his head. Not so at all the uh, <laughs> Ole Miss coaches and, and but um, 
something needs to be done about the transfer portal. It can, it can be done. Uh, as JC has said on our show, every time you try to do something the transfer portal, everybody lawyers up. They get lawyers, yep. and, you know, and, and it becomes right. a real mess. Um, can you continue to lawyer up and, and, and affect and not do something about the transfer portal? Until, Coach, until the majority of the coaches really change. No, I mean, because it's been out there now. I mean, you know, it's gotten worse because of that. But see, the, remember, let's go, go back to it. Originally, the governing body of the NCAA had the big picture. Did it boil down to the conference? Did it boils down to the school? Okay. If the, if the NCAA, they turn, they've been turning their head a long time. They never won a lawsuit when people started lawyering up against them. So that's one thing. Then the next thing, the conferences now just kind of fall with the SEC and the Big Ten. They're the two most powerful conferences in the country. They just said, hey, we'll get bigger and stronger. That's what they've done. They brought in – I think, I really believe Texas and Oklahoma coming here, coming to the Southeastern Conference, was – they knew long in advance that this, that was where they were to go because they saw the, the trees. <coughs> Pardon me. So – I think as long as you know, as long as those things are happening, and there's no internal observation of, of what's happening, then it's, it's not going to get any better. You know, until the conference steps up and say, "Hey, this is what we need to do," and they, and they send the word back to the NCAA. Uh, Caden Proctor uh, from Iowa uh, was committed to Iowa, flipped at the last minute, came to Alabama, made a lot of people. Uh, upset there in Iowa. Uh, the word is he was homesick. Had a girl that could play softball at Creighton, and he wanted to get back home. I uh, heard he was, uh, somebody told me he cried the whole night before leaving Alabama. He was torn, but went back home. He's at the Iowa-Purdue basketball game. They enter, they interview him, Max, and he says, during the middle of the year when I was struggling, Iowa reached out to me. That really meant a lot to me. Uh, now, he didn't know that he was just, Admitting that they committed an NCAA violation right. for tampering, does Alabama do anything with that? Uh, Dad says no. <laughs> Probably not, because guess what? <laughs> Some things, Barry. Look, you've been in this business a long time. Now you know you don't tell everything to everybody that you know. Yeah. But this is a new staff. Uh, you know, I wonder if Coach, what Coach Saban thought when he heard that, uh, that uh, I was contacting his starting left tackle during the middle of the season. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, guys, I, I watched that guy all year long. And, I mean, really, he, I know he was a, had been a top player coming and all that, but he, Go ahead. We lost hello? it. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We got he you. Got no, yeah, he got no. He, I don't think he got any better at all. Uh, and he, and they, I don't know why they didn't put a tight end over there with him or back, and they did occasionally, but not very often. Uh, and if you watch that, I know you did, but Michigan, and I, I singled in on him to see. He had a normal split, and we put his hand on the ground, and they snapped the ball. They brought one guy on the outside and one on the inside, and he didn't know which one to take. And he didn't take either one of them. It was an eight-yard loss for the first snap. And that was that was the indicator to me that, the, that Michigan had done a really good job. They knew where the, the weaknesses were, and they took advantage. And of course, then it was kept. You know, uh, it, the, the, the mistakes were capitalized with the center fifty-six rolling the ball back over the ground three times. So, and I watched every ball game, and I didn't see that happen in any other bowl game during the year. 
uh, during this, this last week. So that's two kids that really I didn't see any improvement in them uh, during the year. And I don't know what the offensive line coach was doing. I don't know how they, how they do their practices. But somewhere in there, had you not had you really worked against Michigan and getting ready, uh, they would have recognized what was happening those, with those two guys. They yeah. didn't, didn't get any better. They lost the game. Yeah. I, I, uh, I lost it, but I, I wanted to ask this. Coach is going to have an input, which I think is right, because he's got such a good mind, and he's not trying to he'll, – he'll never see anybody win six national championships, not not 73 years of age. So he's not going to worry about that. Is, um, is the staff – I think the head coach is comfortable with Coach taking the job, and I think that's right. I think the AD should let him do – not do, but make a recommendations. Is do you see any controversy with that at all? I I do, and I tell you what. First of all, just I'll give you a brief resume about me. Okay, uh, we won a national championship in '68 at uh, at Troy. Uh, one of the first calls I got was from Bud Carson at Georgia Tech at that time, and I went up and interviewed, and he offered me the freshman job. But those days, remember, they had freshman coaches that coached the freshman team, and then of course worked with the varsity as well. They had a, only had an eight-man coaching staff. All eight of those guys went on to be head coaches in, in the Division One or went to the NFL, except one. I ended up working for him at Ole Miss. That was for our offer. Yeah. But in the conversation we had, I asked him that very question about Coach John. Coach John had an office right down the hall from him. Yeah. And he looked at me and cut those eyes, and he said, I, if I'd have known it was going to be like this, I would order it. He, he left, I think, one or two years later. For that very reason. And what happens internally is that when the guy that's been successful stays around, when things don't go right with the, the existing staff, They're those kids back. go straight to the other guy, the yeah. guy that, got, that brought them there. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that's, the, that's what I, I see. It's a very not, careful not, thing, isn't it? Yeah, you got to be careful. Not, it is. And you got to be extremely careful. And I know they, you know, Supposedly have an office in the stadium, which is away from the complex, and that's good. But the fact is, if the kids want to go talk to Coach Saban, they're going to go if they have to cut class. Yeah. They just go down and sit down and talk to them if they aren't happy. Yeah. Well, what does that do? What does that do? cut the morale out of the team yeah. effort with the head coach? Uh, I would uh-huh. think it does. Well, he calls back to they call back to the dad and said, "I went by and talked to the coach, and he he, he feels the same way I do." And, and, uh, the assistant coach yep. got his, his position coach. He goes back to him, and and he ain't gonna play, he ain't gonna practice this hard. Yeah, the worst thing you could have is have Nick Saban down there in the stadium, and you lose a couple games. Uh, oh, that's, well, that's what I'm talking about right there. That, when I say things don't go right, well, that's means losing. That's yeah. You lose to Georgia, right. they're going to say, Coach never lost to Georgia. He beat Georgia. Right. He's 4-1 against them. Are they? Oh, my heavens. Well, you've been <laughs> so Because I, I don't think coaches – I mean, he said, well, I'm going to pick his brain. I don't think Coach Saban's going by practice. Uh, maybe he no, will. I don't either. Do you think I he's going to go by practice? I, I don't know. See, that's that's the major question right there to me. Is how close is he? He gonna be? Is he gonna walk through the weight room in the off season? Is he, you know, I mean, just I mean, look, think about what he has to do, or does he have just a, an eight o'clock meeting with the board every Monday morning? Uh, talk about the game, or you know, what is his what is his role? Uh, I, I think we heard Coach Moore say. And I'm asking one question every day. Well, you know, that sounds great. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> but you, yeah, yeah. 
you know what the real fact is. You know, he may move his office over. Uh, well, first of all, Coach DeBoer is comfortable in his own skin. I mean, he's won a lot of football games, and not everybody thinks the same way. I, I don't know. Yeah, I would. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Uh, kind of ironic I mean, to me, uh, Max, that uh, we give these guys all this NIL money for doing absolutely nothing. Here we got an amateur golfer here at Alabama and goes and wins on the PGA Tour. At one point, he got a, he can't take the money, but he actually earned this money. Uh, but we're going to give guys money that don't deserve it uh, for for just being ranked yep. a five star. Something's wrong in this with this system, right, Max? Well, it is. I mean, I, but we've let it we let it evolve to that, Barry. Just didn't wake up one morning and all this came about. This has been evolving now for several years. And, and if some somewhere somebody that's going to take somebody like the SEC or the Big Ten, which both of them profited by that because they're going to, the teams is in in the SEC and Big Ten, they're going to have all the TV rights and they're going to make all the money. Uh, so somewhere, either those guys, which I doubt they'll step forward, but let's say the ACC and the Big Twelve and the PAC get together and they you know they start trying to petition. The NCAA. Then what's the NCAA going to do? Uh, and, and I don't know. I don't have an answer. I mean, I, I've, I've explored in my mind a bunch of reasons and a bunch of ways of how to how to get around it. But it, it's, I keep going back to in every industry, the rich get richer, and the, and the guys at the bottom eventually just drift off into nowhere. They, they aren't relevant anymore. Well, Max, uh, we. Really appreciate you uh, being on with us every Monday during football season. I know we've had to extend it here a little bit because of everything changing, and Dad and I don't know anything about football, uh, so we needed you to uh, straighten us out every single Monday. Uh, they got it rolling over there at Ole Miss. We'll see if can they win some big games next year, but it should be fun uh, as we as we roll into the into next season. So. Uh, be safe over there, and I hope maybe we can get you on from time to time as news breaks. Guys, cause... I'll I'll always be available. You know, maybe we touch base during spring, yeah, and uh, kind of kind of touch base and see how things are going. But certainly for next fall, I'm, uh, I do a lot of shows, but I certainly enjoy this with everybody going. Yeah, thank thanks, you. Max. Thank Appreciate you, Max. it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. Appreciate right, it. I, uh, I want our listeners to know that that we're going to try to continue to to start our shows. Uh, with football, uh, I, even ba- basketball is going to come quickly after that. But we need to—we don't need to lose our audience because they, you know, we taking a back seat to anything. Yeah, but you got to talk more than football, and which we oh, do. Sure. Which we do. I mean, that's, I mean, football all sure. day long. No, we're not going to talk football all day right, long. But Justin, I don't think we're going to give it away. Can we not completely. talk about a little golf? Can we not talk about a little uh, hoops? Uh, Jason Kelsey, did y'all see what a fool he was acting like last night at the game? Now, I'm, I've gotten old. Help me here, Justin. I know what Dad thinks, like I think, uh, probably even worse than me—not worse, but the, he, and he's right. Well, in my opinion, he's right. But for him to be in Buffalo, he's got his shirt off, jumping in and out of the suite there with Taylor Swift, pounding. Uh, beers. This guy's married with two young daughters, but but everybody's saying don't ever change. Like you said, don't ever change. Like be who you are. He looked like a complete fool uh, the way he was acting. In my opinion, 
The guy with the Chiefs last night? No, the guy, Travis Kelsey's brother, he's retired. Oh, oh he, 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 yeah. he had his shirt off, and he was oh, yeah. jumping in and out of the suite last night, and he was uh, drinking these whatever he was drinking, and uh, he's got his wife there. Yeah. I'm sure his daughter. Ravens, Ravens will beat him. He's got, uh, well, I'm not, I'm just saying the way he was acting, but people are saying uh, how awesome it was, and be who you are, but this guy's a father or two young daughters. Justin, help me here. Did you think it was great? Because I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just asking. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. Why? But why? I don't know. I think it's just a show. I don't think he was like legitimately acting a fool and was intoxicated. No, I didn't say he was intoxicated, but he was just. This is his first time he had met Taylor. I w- oh yeah, I was more impressed with how large of a man he is, and he was jumping in and out of the press box. That's kind of crazy. That if uh, Kansas me. City were to get to the Super Bowl, we're going to be Taylor Swift out. They're going to Taylor Swift it to death, aren't they? Uh, is, is yeah, that- I like Kansas City, and I think quarterback's terrific. They're very, very good. I don't know if they can they can get the Super Bowl this time or not. I'm not sure they can. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9. See, I knew Justin would think it was cool. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We still have our accident in Cottondale. It's been with us for a while this morning. Old Birmingham Highway and Mountain View Beach Road. Look for the flashing lights there. The main lanes of 2059, though, are all still in good shape. If you're traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale and Lurling Wallace, traveling across the Hugh Thomas Bridge down to Jack Warner Parkway, posted speeds with no problems along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Monday morning on the Gary Harris Show, we'll recap the weekend. Will any more Alabama football players go in the portal? We'll discuss. We'll have Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com, Tider Insider TV, and uh, we'll be wrapping up the weekend NFL playoffs and much more to discuss on Monday's Gary Harris Show, beginning at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 42. Tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times, the high 62. Wednesday, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 27 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Jeff 45 from Hainville uh, sends us an app message. The guy's just enjoying life, Barry. Cut him some slack. Uh, the guy's got two daughters. Uh, I don't know. You got your shirt. How cold was it in Buffalo? Did you see what Doug Bell did the other day, Dad? No, I didn't. Doug's going to be a little bit late being on today. What? He uh, took the polar plunge. Doug has a pool in his backyard. It was 23 degrees, and he jumped in the pool. Uh, jumped in the pool. I sent him a message like, what are you doing? He said he lost a $100 bet, so he j- 
jumped in the pool and it was 23 degrees in his backyard. Not real smart. All right, uh, Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. They bought you this 7 o'clock hour. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. The phone lines are open. What should Nick Dunlap do? Go pro or finish out to play the college season there? He says he wants to be the number one amateur in the world. Uh, he wants to win a national championship. And, man, those when you look at those that money on those signature events, a lot of money out there, and he can – uh, play right on the PGA Tour right now. He wants to get that car. He take that car. He does a tied 100.9 as he home of Alabama Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Eddie Garcia. In the NFL Divisional Playoffs, the Chiefs beat the Bills in Buffalo 27-24 in a game that featured seven lead changes. Running back Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City scored on a four-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to give his team the lead. Buffalo kicker Tyler Bass had a chance to tie it up with other two minutes to go from 44 yards out but missed wide right. Kansas City quarterback Patch Holmes gets his first road win. He had a pair of touchdown passes to tight end Travis Kelsey in the win. For Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen had three touchdowns, one passing, two rushing in a losing effort. For Kansas City, it's on their sixth straight AFC title game. They'll play in Baltimore against the Ravens next Sunday. Lions beat the Buccaneers 31-23. The game was tied after the first, second, and third quarters. Detroit got a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns. Tampa Bay had one and then tried to tie it up with the final possession. It was ended with a Baker Mayfield interception. Jared Goff, two touchdown passes for Detroit in the victory. Lions are on to the NFC title game against San Francisco on the road next week for just the second time in team history. She's Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone number 205-342-9904. Andrew Knifford, my all-state insurance agent. Let him become yours. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Don't just pay the bill. Know exactly what you're paying. Give him a call, 205-722-9201. Andrew Knifford, All-State Insurance. Great people. They'll do a great job for you. All right, uh, Michael Southern, Dad, I guess he did a little article about, uh, I guess it's about you. I saw the tweet this morning uh, about the you treated the Auburn. You know, everybody says, ah, it's just another game. Uh, it counts. uh one out of 18 conference games, but that's not how you felt uh, when uh, you took on Auburn. You did things different that week. You made that game seem uh, more important than the other ones uh, to you. I think your team, I think your record, I think I saw where he said you were 20-8. and eight. I might be wrong about that. 20-8 and eight versus Auburn. Uh, Auburn comes into town uh, flying high. Um, I got people telling me I think Auburn could be the best team in the country. Now, Alabama can certainly beat Auburn. Uh, but Wednesday night, just your thoughts about this rivalry and how you approached it uh, each and every year. Well, the Auburn game was different for me because I had some bad experiences with them as an assistant coach. 
and uh, in recruiting as well. And it meant, uh, I thought that it meant a lot for our program because it felt that we could come into Birmingham and get some players, which we did, and that uh, people wanted to see their high school kids, the high school kids that they followed play out at the university, which they did. And uh, I uh, worked very hard, uh, and, and to be quite honest, probably overdid it. Um, we've got some people listening to the show probably could comment on my pregame talks, which were and some good and might be might be bad. I don't know, but it, it was it was very very important to me. I was in a different mood that we, I I picked that game out of the eighteen that we played and made it more special. Now it means I got to really get ready for the next one because if you if you win or lose that one, uh, then you're in trouble. Uh, we got down there and, and got beat in a game that we shouldn't have, and we practiced when we got home at eleven that night. Uh, I did that several times, so. That was just me um, trying to get ready for that game. This game, this game uh, will be uh, the ability of Auburn's defense um, to not only defend the three, but to cut down on the number of opportunities that they get offensively. I don't talk about Alabama. They've got to rebound defensively, and uh, they've got to. They've got to. And you made a very good statement there. You have to guard the dribbler. For people that don't understand what Barry means by this, um, we've got a li- announcers that want to show you how mu- much they know, but the little old lady and the little old man sitting in the chair don't understand what they're saying. If if I'm guarding Barry and I can't guard and, and I and, and I'm guarding Barry and Barry takes the basketball by me, I've got to have some help defensively. Somebody's got to help me because. Because Barry just beat me. Well, the guy guarding guarding the person right next to him, he comes over and helps helps me guard Barry. And when he comes over and helps me guard Barry on the dribble, Barry throws the basketball to him, the guy he left. He shoots an uncontested three and makes it. So you have to guard the dribbler in order to keep from keeping to have to have help by somebody else. And that to me that under. You, if you don't understand basketball, that's a better way of understanding it to you. And what Barry has said was, if you don't guard the dribbler, you're going to have to have help. When you have help, he passes the ball to the guy where the help came from. He shoots the jump shot and scores on the three. So guarding the dribbler is critical. And it, guarding Sears is not an easy job. Um, but one of the things on Sears being left-handed you know, a lot of guys, I had Mike Northos was a great player for me, left-handed, and you got to get on that left foot and, and try to cut down on these dribble drives. So um, I think I think it's a game that Alabama can win. I don't know that they will. But I think it, it'll be a hard nose, but I think it, it's dependent on Alabama's defense as well. Uh, if, if, if Alabama gets killed uh, defensively on the, on the glass, and Auburn gets a lot of inside scoring uh, with those guys. It, it'll be a long year, for, uh, long night for Alabama. Uh, Auburn's uh, depth—they're uh, playing eleven guys. Yeah, uh, they had eleven guys scoring the first 15 half. Fifteen minutes or more. Yeah, so uh, they come at you in in waves, uh, and I don't think Auburn gets enough credit for, for how they play defensively. Uh, and yeah, Coach talks great. about that. That. Uh, yeah. You know, he wants his five best defensive players on the floor. They got a ton of options there. Uh, Janiah Broom. Uh, I was playing really well. But this Aiden Holloway kid uh, that they got uh, really makes them go. Yeah. Jalen Williams, 
Uh, wow, some player he is. So Auburn, but Auburn hasn't played great here uh, when they've come in. So we'll see. Uh, and I, I, I spoke with Auburn actually last week. They're coming in and they're actually staying here because they play uh, Mississippi State on Saturday. So they're not going to go back to Auburn. They're going to stay here and uh, just work out here locally uh, on Thursday and then travel over to Mississippi State. So, um, Will Auburn survive this week uh, and go 2-0? and uh, We'll see uh, as they come in. So Doug just sent me a text, said that he was ready to go. He just got off the plane. So we got a ton to talk about with Doug, so I don't want to cut it short. I want to have as much time as possible with Doug. So we'll get to break, and we'll bring in Doug Bell. He was right there on the call. I listened to Doug uh, in the car on the radio with XM on XM Radio. Yesterday does an outstanding job for the PGA Tour. We'll find out what Nick Dunlap is thinking and how Doug thinks his life will absolutely change. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The drive both directions on Highway 69 from 15th Street to Middle Area Road. Clocking in at between 12 and 14 minutes there. If you're traveling 2059 from Skyland Boulevard to the I-359 interchange, eight minutes both directions through that stretch with no big accidents or breakdowns along the way. It's been a pretty quiet ride, at least for the time being. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 42. Tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times, the high 62. Wednesday, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 31 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I like somebody posted uh, that Nick Dunlap was 4,500 to one, maybe to win that tournament. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was more than that, but uh, Doug might know. All right, we'll get right to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. He's with PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Uh, it was on XM Radio. I got to hear him on my way back and forth from uh, practice yesterday. Doug's an absolute pro on the radio, calling golf. Uh, love having him on. It's perfect timing having him this morning after what Nick Dunlap did. Good morning, Doug. Man, hey, what a day! <laughs> yep. Hey, Barry and Coach. Yeah, I just I just got off the plane, took the red eye back last night, and it was it was one of those incredible moments. I was glad I was a part of it. Um, you know, they they assigned me to Nick. Uh, on Thursday afternoon, they said, hey, go get the guy from Alabama because I know you want to. And he's playing well. And so they said, well, why don't you follow him Friday? And he played out of his mind Friday. And then Saturday, you know, that 60 shoot Saturday is the lowest an amateur has ever shot in history on the PGA Tour. He shot a 60, guys, and then and then bounced back to close the deal yesterday, which was and in, to be there and to see his mom and dad and his girlfriend and Coach Sewell, and all these other people that were from Alabama, I mean, crying, you know, real tears and hugging, and 
the emotion. It was uh, it was really a remarkable thing, and I was. Uh, it's one of those things I'll never forget. Who were all those people? I mean, obviously we know Sewell. I know <laughs> I know his girlfriend. I actually know her. I saw it. But who were yeah. the other guys that were that were hugging that, that maybe people don't know? Well. I know Jeff Curl was there. Jeff uh, lives in Birmingham, a uh, longtime PGA Touring pro, no longer plays on tour, but he's the guy who carried for Nick at the U.S. Amateur, and it's kind of been his mentor. Uh, you know, he plays a lot of golf at Greystone, uh, went to Spain Park High School, and Jeff has kind of been his guy. Uh, it's kind of taught him a lot of things, and, um, and he was there yesterday. He flew in, and my goodness, to see a grown man uh, bawling, and tears, I was like, oh, good goodness, uh, this is this is very meaningful, you know. Uh, but and and he, his agent was there. Uh, he has this is interesting, guys. His agent is the same agent that Bryson DeChambeau has, and the same agent that Jason Kokrak has. And the reason I mention those two guys is because both of those guys left the PGA Tour for Live Golf, and mm-hmm. so now there's some talk at the press conference last night. You know, if, uh, you know, could Nick, and listen, I'm just throwing things out there, but could he wind up at Liv because Liv is going after the top young players in the world, and he's one of them. Uh, That's down the road. First things first, he's got to turn professional. But, I mean, talk about life changing around uh, after four. And and listen, we need to emphasize, too, for our listeners, this is a 20-year-old college kid who has incredible credentials, you know, he won the U.S. Junior and the U.S. Am, and the only other, only other guy to ever do that was Tiger, and almost shot a 59 in a tournament at Alabama. I mean, he's he's the stalwart of the Alabama golf team, but for him to go out and beat back the best players in the world, and on Sunday, never having played in the final group on a Sunday before where the pressure is immense, and then to go out, I mean, he hit that tee shot in the water at seven for double bogey, loses his lead. It looks like it's over. It's been a great week. You know, he's losing it. And and you don't realize the chaos that goes on. I mean, there's cameramen running around with cameras and locking them down on tripods seconds before these guys swing. And there's people sticking these parabolic microphones five feet from you. Um, the crowd is just running. You know, they're unruly. The crowd, they're yelling. Uh, they're making noises. He's never played in front of crowds like that. And for him to hold it together and close the deal there the last few holes. Um, and, guys, on the last hole, he thought he had a two-shot cushion. And so he, you know, the strategy, let's don't go in the water left, so let's spray it out to the right. And and let's don't go to the water on our second shot, so let's, you know, if we miss the green, we're okay. And then when they got up to the green, they realized, oh, my goodness, the Zadenhout. <laughs> The South African has closed the one. So he had to get up and down or he wasn't going to go into playoff. I'm telling you, Barry and Coach, the way it unfolded, uh, that that is one for the ages. That well, is one yeah. for the ages. Yeah. It was it was helpful that he thought he was two up, really. He got a really he got a really he got a really good kick. Uh maybe even hit that guy on the foot, I'm not sure. Uh, it did. Yeah. It did. It hit a spectator, yeah. It hit him on the foot in and came the right way, but the uh, getting up and down, uh, I thought was uh, he hit it. He hit it very low on on the, yeah. on the third shot, rather than trying to take a sand wedge or something and throw it up in the air. And uh, got a, l- a lot of forward roll out of it. I just, to me, I, I got to play out that not that don't mean anything, but I got to play out there several times. And uh, 
what a great atmosphere that is. Those homes out there are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. I, Coach, I love it out there. And I know you texted me during the tournament. And, I mean, it's uh, if if I could buy a place out there, I would not. I can't. So, you know, but that's okay. Um, and those mountains, it is one of the real special yeah. places well, in the United States. They have the Nicholas and the Palmer courses, too, out there. I got to play both of those. They're, they're just as good as the, as La Quinta is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And oh by the way, Nick now is gonna play in the farmers insurance uh in San Diego, uh two hours away, two hour drive. Um it starts Wednesday. They finish it on Saturday because the NFL championship game's on Sunday. They started that a couple of years ago. Uh but but now the big question is and I and I'm sure he's gonna have a letdown. I mean it, it would be only natural for anybody to have a letdown as he plays again. Uh, another sponsor's exemption, by the way. But but now the big decision that he has to make, and he emphasized that with me when I interviewed him afterwards, and then again in his press conference, he has to get with Coach Sewell. He has to get with his mom and dad. He has to get with his agent um, and figure out if, if he's going to turn professional. That was not in the cards. But now that he's won, uh, there's a lot of things that have opened up for him. For example, guys, if he becomes a pro now, he has qualified for all the signature events left on the PGA Tour, and four of those are no cut. So he would get to play in those mm. and and make money. You know, there's no – so, uh, you know, there's, there's – Would you, uh, will you give our – Will you give our listeners – are you uncomfortable with this – giving our listeners what you would do if he was your son? Well, uh, you know, it's funny, Coach. I was thinking about that because um, – uh, again, if he turns pro now, um, you know, he's going to be in the Masters anyway, being the U.S. Amateur Champion, but uh, that's still out there if he turns pro uh, because because he's a winner. Um, he's in those signature events. Um, he can instantly start making money. But but here's – the more I thought about it, if if he was going to ask me for my advice, I would say don't jump into it just yet. It's a shark tank. Uh and he may never duplicate what he did last week. You just don't know in professional golf because yeah, it is so, so hard, ultra competitive. But you know he's making money now, guys. You know because of NIL and name, image, and likeness. It's not just the football guys, not just the basketball guys. Um, he had a tour bag. He has a equipment deal. He has a clothes deal. Uh, so he is taking advantage of that. Um, you know, he gets to play right now in the Masters. He gets to play in the U.S. Open. He gets to play in the Open Championship as the U.S. Amateur Champion. Uh, he has a number of sponsor exemptions remaining for the for the rest of this season if he wants them, including this week at the Farmers Insurance Open, uh, San Diego, Torrey Pines. So I would not rush into it, but uh, the argument to that is I talked to some PGA Tour players after the round yesterday and they were like, why wouldn't you go pro? Yeah. Because that's why you're here. Yeah. You're trying to get on the PGA Tour. Um, so we'll see. It's a, it's a good problem to have. Let's put it that well, way. Well, you know, NIL money, if you're if you're a real golfing bug and you've got a lot of money, then, you know, the NIL money goes, let's, well, I'm going to give my money to golf this time. I'm not, I'm not going to give my money to football. I'm gonna give it to God. Right, well, but he can take the uh, what, what kind of money are we talking uh, for equipment deals, this, that, and the other that he can accept now. He had to couldn't take the 1.5 million. Now it, it probably will increase here in the next day or two, right, Doug, with his agent and all. What kind of money are we talking here that yeah. he's making? Oh, I would think uh, easily seven figures, uh -huh. um, something like that. 
You know, and, and here's the deal too. See, he uh, he and Gordon Sargent, the other the Birmingham kid who plays at Vanderbilt, they have both accumulated enough points uh, to get their PGA Tour card whenever they want through PGA Tour University. So, I mean, he he has the avenue already, but what has happened with his victory, uh, he now has, in essence, a three-year exemption on the PGA Tour if he turns professional. Uh, he has until 2026 now to turn it whenever he wants. But it, but again, if he if he chooses to do it now, this week, he's exempt for the next three years. Yeah. He's in any tournament he wants to be in, so... What will Jay tell him? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I think Jay, you know, I think selfishly Jay would like his best player to come back so they could maybe win an NCAA championship. But I, I think realistically, I think Jay would probably advise him to yeah, uh, to, to go him. ahead and turn professional. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah. Talk about, I was listening to the Golf Channel on the way in this morning, and, there, and you'll know this better than any of us, how – they talked about how his life will change tremendously when he goes to these tournaments based on what he's done. He's going to have to go through the media circuit uh, there because everybody's going to want a piece of him now based on, you know, what what he's done with, as an amateur here now when he gets there. How different is it now going to be for a guy like that that everybody wants a piece of when he gets to these events? Well, uh, you know, I always tell people it, it will change his life. There's no question. But it, it, it is not professional football. It's not professional basketball. <laughs> you know, there's uh, the media is different. Uh, uh, I guess the best way to put it, maybe they're a little nicer. Uh, mm-hmm. That might be one way of putting it. But, but it will change. Uh, it'll change dramatically, but he'll get used to it. But at the same time, and, and listen, all these young guys as talented as he, um, you know, they come out and they really play well for the first few years and then life kind of gets in the way, whatever that may be. Maybe that's getting married. Maybe that's having children. Maybe that's business deals that are going good and business deals may be going bad. Um, and yes, the more you win, the more media, uh, interviews and that sort of thing, uh, is happening. So, so listen, he, again, he is 20 years old. I mean, I, Oh my goodness. And, and I will say this about him. Um, ultra competitive guy, uh, very athletic, um, long arms, huge hands, different than a lot of golfers played a lot of basketball, a lot of baseball as a young guy before he got into golf, but he's a really mature guy. Uh, you know, I had a chance to interview him now the last three rounds last night, very emotional, obviously, but I mean, he's, he's thoughtful. He's articulate. Um, I mean, he gives answers that aren't your usual 20 year old answers. I mean, he's, he's a smart guy. Very, very intelligent. Uh, he's an only child. I talked to his mom last night. She said he's always been that way, you know, a competitive young guy who's very mature. And I think that'll help him, uh, because I do think a lot of these young guys turn pro and they're not ready for it. But I, in being around him and his family, I think this guy might be ready for it. All those things that lie ahead. Tory Pines, will he go pro? Could he go pro and play at Tory Pines? Is that next? Well, you know, he got the sponsor's invite, uh, and so that was the plan to play in it. Um, if something changes, you know, maybe decides not to play, I can't imagine. But, yeah, I mean, he could, he could turn pro right now, Coach. I mean, he could make that decision today. What would, uh, uh, what would, the LIV, what would you think LIV would pay him 
right now? Oh, good goodness. Um, I mean, can they put a number down that he can't say no to? I, I would think so. Yeah, I, I would think so. $100 million? Uh, Well, I mean, when his agent is Bryson DeChambeau's agent, <laughs> and his agent is Jason Kokrak, you know, who is a really good PGA Tour player, and, and I mean, there's money to be made out there, and the golf world is changing. The PGA Tour, as we know now, is not the way it's going to be in a year or two well, uh, or three. You get yeah, that equipment. So. You get that equipment check. That's a big check, but it ain't the kind of check that, that you know. It, it's a you know clothing deal's a good deal, but this this kind of money. Yeah. Was, Doug, you're Nick Dunlap, and I lib says we're gonna send you a envelope when you open up. It's gonna have the number. <laughs> it's gonna have the number in there. Uh, what we're willing to sign you for? His money's all guaranteed, and he opens that envelope up. At twenty years old, and it says a hundred million dollars over five years. What's Doug Bell doing? <laughs> well, I, I think if I was a twenty year twenty year old, <laughs> I, I would say yes in, in a hurry. Um, I mean that that that's something that is life altering for yourself and your family. And with the golf world changing so rapidly, he's listen. He's already sixty fifth in the world rankings, guys. I mean, he is sixty fifth in the world. Uh, and he's ranked higher than most of the live guys who've lost world ranking points, but all that's going to change. Um, so, uh, I mean, it was, and, and the fact, again, we should mention too, I mean, he played in the last group with Justin Thomas, uh, a guy, they'd never played golf together. I talked to Justin, they had had lunch together several times. They had exchanged text messages, uh, over the years. Um, but they'd never played. And, again, that's another thing that was impressive. I mean, Sam Burns and Justin Thomas were on the Ryder Cup team. JT has won 15 times, two major championships, a player's championship. He's in the last group with these two superstars on the PGA Tour. Mm. And he was unflappable, guys. I mean, And I can't tell you, that, that shot he hit in the water at seven. I mean, it, I, I put my hand on my head going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, because he hadn't shown any nerves. And then for him to kind of reel it back, it made a bad swing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but, but when I mean, Sam was... Burns hit that ball in the water on seventeen, oh. you were like, "Oh my gosh, this is about to happen!" <laughs> yeah. uh, and of course, that was a that yeah. was a bad swing. Yeah, that was a bad swing. Burns <laughs> Yeah, yes, very bad. <laughs> Did playing with Justin. You know, they were walking up 18. He said, I think you just hit your first spectator. Uh, he said, yeah, I think I may have smoked him. Did he hit, you know, did, <laughs> that, that kind of probably helps him, right? Here's a guy that kind of helped maybe take his mind off the moment there. Justin's kind of a laid-back guy there uh, who's very ultra-competitive, but he had to be happy for his Alabama uh, yeah. guy there. That probably helped him a little bit, don't you think? I think so. And and another thing that was funny, guys, that you didn't see, and I was, you know, when you're walking around with these guys, you know, Hunter Hambrick was on the bag, um, you know, who played with Justin Thomas at Alabama, Hambo. They were on the national championship team. And then last few years, he's been the assistant for J.C. Well, he, he signed Nick. He, and he said it was the easiest recruiting job he ever had because Nick wanted to go to Alabama. Um, so he's on the bag, right? And coming up 18 and with all that's going on, I mean, it's chaotic in the crowd. And he's trying to get a yardage. Nick's trying to get a yardage. And then the golf bag kind of tilts on his shoulder and the head covers are falling off. The clubs are kind of sliding out. And Nick is laughing. And, and you know, Hambo's like, oh, my goodness. And he's trying to get the clubs back in. And it was it was kind of one of those moments. And I, 
I said, I think that loosened him up too. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's my buddy, the bag's falling apart. Let me get a chuckle. And, and that was, listen, that was not the easiest line that dormant Bermuda, Bermuda. He no. was 200 yards away. Sure wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, that was a little bit of a hill. Um, it was, yeah, was. The lie was not great. No. And, uh, and you know, the crowd is, you know, he had a hundred, you know, if not thousands of people. I, 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 I didn't know about the, the – I knew about the uh, two guys you were mentioning that helped you, the, the caddy. But the yeah. caddy, he said uh, – was absolutely the same on every hole. When he was, he was the same on seven as he was on anything else. He he, yeah. he never he never he just said he told him how I broke on the light, on the six footer. It's, you know it's, it's got inside left or whatever he said to him. But he never even if it, if he misses it he doesn't. In in the other stuff he missed some he missed some birdie putts. The caddy was terrific. He was, and, and you, you know, in order, and listen, Keddie deserves a lot of credit, yep. um, no matter who the guy is, because, yep. you know, you're you're not only just a Keddie, but you're kind of a psychologist out there, as you sure. describe, Coach. With a young guy. And, yeah, yeah and, and, you know, this guy, he, he uh, resigned as the assistant coach for the golf team back in June or July to, to take over his dad's insurance business and, um, you know, to kind of get out of the coaching business and, uh, you know, has a family, et cetera. But for him to be on the bag uh, for that, I mean, think about that. The rest of his life, he's going to. He got to hire another caddy. No, I think he's going to be a full time caddy, and he does. Well, <laughs> well he's got that, that insurance business. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. He lived right yeah, across said, the street from my mother in law, so he, yeah, so yeah, he just moved. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I didn't even think to ask that. I, yeah. I assume that uh, he's going to be on the back this week for him again. Because he, he got the two back-to-back sponsors exemptions, um, you know, there for those two tournaments. Explain, and, explain uh, to our listeners. Uh, explain to our listeners the the definition of, of sponsors exemption. Well, every sponsor um, has has it in their contract. They can invite anybody they want to play uh, in the tournament. You know, there's so many spots left open. You know, in a field of 144 yeah. players. Uh, there's probably four sponsor exemption openings and, you know, they can invite, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you have former athletes, uh, who get those because they want to, or maybe, uh, Annika Sorenstam was a sponsor's exemption. You know, mm-hmm. they, maybe they want to get a crowd, some interest. Uh, but in most cases, the tournaments now invite these top college players, players. Yeah. right? Because, you know, they're, they're the future stars. And then what happens is, um, you know, Nick Dunlap uh, from here on out is going to want to play in that American Express because they gave him a sponsor's exemption. So, like five years down the road, if American Express is still in the tournament business, they're going to be going, "Hey, Nick, uh, we need you to come <laughs> but, play." But there's, there's no money to him. there's no money to him. Just money sponsors. You think about a sponsor. No. A guy sponsors him, gives him money, but he does not do. He just gets him in the tournament. Exactly, and yeah. it gives you that opportunity. And 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 most of the time, uh, the the sponsors exemptions don't make the cut. Um, yeah. You know, it's a yeah. it's you know it's a, it's a new deal for these guys. I mean, listen, Nick Nick played in Bermuda when I was over there uh, back in the fall, and he missed the cut. Uh, you know, he played well the first day, didn't play good the second day, misses the cut. You know, got experience, and so this was his next opportunity to uh, play on the PGA Tour, and lo and behold, he goes out and wins it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy it's, that we can pay it's, these it's guys crazy. all this NIL money for doing nothing. This guy earns it by winning the tournament. He should be able to get his money uh, based on the, what's going on <laughs> now in college athletics. What do they do to their fairways out there? Uh, Doug, oh, those things on TV, they, it looks like AstroTurf. It's so pretty. Yeah, uh, great. And, and, what, the, and then the other part is so brown. How, how do they make that course look like that? Well, they let that Bermuda grass go dormant. Yeah. And that's why it turns that brown color. And they like that distinctive look, you know, for television. Uh, and even if you're a tourist, you know, coming out to play, it, it gives you that really unusual look where you have the, the dark green fairways. Beautiful. Uh, and Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, the, the greens, oh, my gosh, those greens were I got to do that. Uh, you know, Palmer and Nichols got courses out there, both of them, besides that one that, that you, they don't. But I got the opportunity to do play all three of them at one time. Of course, that just thrilled me to death. But uh, my, it, it's un- unbelievable. It, it, 17 is the one where Trevino had to hold him on. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. That was um, back on uh, Thanksgiving Day, the old Skins game. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and the late, great Vin Scully yep. was on Vin the call Scully. for NBC Sports when uh, Lee Trevino got the hold on one. And, you know, it's funny, guys, and I'll tell you this story. Uh, Pete Dye designs the course. PGA Tour plays the first time in the mid-80s. They go to the stadium course, and it was so hard. Uh, the players, uh, they, they had a mutiny. They signed a petition. They never wanted to come back to the stadium course, and they didn't come back for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. They thought the course was too hard, and now look at it. Um, these guys are almost 30 under par. Obviously, the equipment, the golf ball is a little bit different. They hit it much farther, yeah. but uh, it's pretty funny where – when it first debuted, the the PGA, I think we're talking about the Arnold Palmers of the world, the Jack Nicholas is the well, probably not Arnie, but everybody complained to bellyache. Uh, but but here we are today, where they're shooting thirty under par, and and a kid from Alabama uh, leads the charge and beats back the best players on the planet. And it, it, it really was an incredible story, guys. You know, I think back over the years. You know, I was there when Tiger won, you know, his comeback win at the Tour Championship, then the next year he wins the Masters. And for me, being out there for those was incredible. And Phil winning the PGA Championship when he was 50 at Kiowa three years ago was, I mean, it was like one of those crazy things. And then I got to thinking flying back today, for a 20-year-old kid to do what he did, uh, that's, that's right up there with some of the best things I've ever seen in the last 20 years uh, on the PGA Tour. That's just I just can't tell you how remarkable that is, what he pulled off. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, when I got out there, Wade Walker was the football, had been the football coach at Mississippi State. Even our older guys don't even remember Wade Walker. But he out there, and I had known him. And I called him and asked him if he could get me on all the courses. And he was, he, <laughs> he, he would, he called the pros and got us on Palmer and Nicholas and, and that one too. So it was <laughs> something. Well, Doug. Good to know people. I'm surprised <laughs> that you were even able to go out there after jumping in a pool at thir- 23 degrees. I'm surprised you didn't have pneumonia. Uh, what in the heck were you thinking? <laughs> well, my son, my son, we had a bet on something, and and I lost, and and it'll be the last time I ever do anything. Uh, <laughs> First time you ever lost a bet. Well, I mean, you lost my, a bet. Wow. No, no. What, what happened? Okay. What happened? I, okay. I, I opened myself up for that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I occasionally lose a bet. Yes, I do. Well, tell us uh, about jumping in 23 degrees. Was it 23? What was it? It was 19 degrees. Oh, Mike, I'm sorry. Tell us about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it was just one of those things. And, and Garrett, the, the, the thing was, I lost the bet, so I had to jump in the pool, and he wanted me to stay in it for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I refused to do that. Yeah. It was a jump in, get out. And it will it will wake you up, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that polar plunge, I'm telling you. And I have survived. You know, I was afraid, you know, a week later I'd have a cold or something, but that hasn't happened. I'm knocking on wood right now saying that. Yeah. yeah. So, all, right. all right. Well, tell us about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. We appreciate you, uh, man. you get some sleep. Yeah, you're a good interview. Yeah, you do a pretty good job. I'm, I think I'm going to keep you. I'm going to keep you. You're much better in an interview than you are picking games. We're not going to let you have you pick the NFL games this week. Uh, wait till. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, 205 582 uh, Susan Brignett is the owner. Susan's back uh, last week, a couple days off because of the weather. Uh, but again, go to mdwellnessandaesthetics.com, guys. Uh, skin care, hair care. Uh, they have the laser, which takes off those sunspots, which is a pretty cool deal. Uh, and, of course, the ladies and the men, uh, the Botox and all that stuff. So uh, give them a call, free consultation. And, again, it's 205-582-9213. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Hey, Barry. All right, fellas. Thank right. you. I, I got a guy in Gulf Shores who likes to bet $100, $200, whatever. I just show how gambling is. And he was talking to me, and I want my advice. And I said, oh, good grief. I said, take uh, take Arkansas. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a lock. Arkansas, South Carolina, yeah. Yeah, I said, South Carolina's only getting three points, four points. And I said, the, the boy from Vanderbilt has busted his shoulder. He's not even going to play. And I said, in the morning, if the line is the same thing, well, Arkansas, uh, South Carolina killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, that, that gambling stuff in basketball, you better be careful. You'll be, yeah, you like- be broke. Doug Jr. <laughs> All right, uh, tell them about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that uh, know the law, know the changes in the law. If you have an accident that shouldn't have ha- occurred to you or you're hit or you feel like that you need help uh, from, from what happened to you either in the neighborhood or on the highways or wherever it might be, you need some advice. It's never happened to you before. Prince Glover and Hayes at 345-1234 can do the trick for you. They'll visit with you on telephone. They'll decide with you if you should go further with it. You probably should. And they will sit down with you behind the uh, closed doors, and they will be representing you in the right way. Prince Glover and Hayes, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. They don't win, you don't pay. Let's tie 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory. The 2024s are in. The Camrys, the Corollas, the Ravs, the Grand Highlander. Beautiful vehicles out there. Get by Skyland Boulevard and check it all out. You can go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory. Use inventory. Schedule service right there on the website. 3325 Skyland Boulevard. Get by there today. And tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, to the Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline, get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. How are you? Hey, Digger. Oh, I'm not. Mr. Bell, I know you can't pick his games, 
No, but I was, he's, he's even a he's even a worse career counselor. Uh-huh. What am I hearing? Done that, son. Take the money. Yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> oh my God, this is not nil money. This is general. This is generation money. Can yeah. you imagine the offers he's getting right now? His poor mama's going to have to sit through about a hundred <laughs> offers. Well, he could take those because that's uh, that's endorsement deals. But like Doug said, the signature events, there's no cut in these events, and he's in, can get in every. Would y'all, would y'all pay him a bunch if he transferred to Texas? Oh no, we got enough golfers over there. Oh, you we did? win okay. our natty. We don't, don't have a phenom <laughs> like this guy. Holy cow! This guy is like, and whoever the caddy is, he's out of there. Isn't he an assistant coach at Alabama? No, yeah, he was. He was. He, he, he's, he, took, <laughs> he took over the family insurance business. Uh, oh my goodness! That you can kiss that goodbye too. Ten percent of what Dunlap takes in. Oh my God! So you would advise Dunlap to go pro, Digger? Is that what oh, you're saying, Big Tracy? <laughs> I'm going to call him up and say, "Son, you have a Powerball ticket right there in your hand." Yes. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> people love the university. People what? love the University of Alabama, Digger. Though they love it uh-uh. here. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was telling Noah that. Is that who the producer is? That's screening call. <laughs> No, he said, no, he, he's got integrity. Uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> you can get your degree when you turn 40 and you've earned $250 million. Yeah. Are for, you insane? All right, Digger, if LIV offers him 100 would you? Would he? should he do that? In a New York second. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about it. Wait a minute, look. Now we got to wake up and do my morning business. I'll wait. Until I sign that deal, and then I'll go do my morning business. Ah, are you kidding me? I wouldn't even wait. Yeah. I just send the paperwork over. For once, don't you, for once, you and I agree on something. Nope. We agree on something. What? We agree on something. I agree with you. I know Real that, quick, that. Ryan Williams. You sure that he's committing? Well, I got people they got telling a big me show it's a for lot. him in Texas. They got a gigantic show coming up for him in Texas. He is going to get blown away. I don't so know. That, I don't know. Yourself. I don't know that he'll even take the visit, Digger. What are you talking about? He's scheduled to show up on the twenty seventh. That's what this Saturday. Yeah, those guys get tired of visiting. Wait a minute. We had a hundred people over there last week, and a guy showed. It's twenty degrees, right? One of the players showed up with no jacket. He was in a T-shirt, and it's 20 degrees. And it's like, it's Sarkeesian said, son, go get some clothes on. <laughs> he had to go get him a sweat jacket. Ah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Ryan, they're going to roll out the orange, burn orange carpet for him. and said, let me show you what a degree at Texas will do for you. <laughs> and he's going to say, Priest Bond, I appreciate you leaving Alabama because I'm about to take your spot. See you, buddy. We'll see you later. Later. Thank you, Digger. Thanks, Digger. All right, uh, we'll take this uh, last break and wrap up the show. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have had a handful of mostly minor problems on the board today. The most recent, it is a broken down vehicle southbound I-359 at the 2059 interchange. So a really busy area there. However, only the left turning lane is being blocked and we aren't seeing a whole lot of backup to the area. No big problems on the main lanes of 2059 either from Foster's out to Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The warming trend continues today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 42. Tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times, the high 62. Wednesday, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I've been meaning to go back to this. Uh, you've been on record saying you thought Coach Saban having an office over Bryant Denny Stadium was a good idea. And then when we had Max on, we talked about Alabama losing games and players swinging by Coach's office and saying, can you not use me like you did, Coach? Uh, you act like you thought maybe it wasn't such a good idea. Are you no, flipping the uh, on this a little bit? No, I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. The, the coach at Georgia Tech, uh, Bobby Dodd, is a totally different personality than than – uh, Coach Saban, Bobby Dodd was. Let me say, let me show you this. Let me show you that. Do this. Do that. Offensive genius, uh, hard to handle. Uh, coach is not. I think I think him being there to for the assistant coaches to lean on their head coach, and the head coach leans on on Coach Saban. The assistant coaches are not going to lean on Coach. Uh, they're going to be scared of him. And that, then he, he doesn't have time to fool with that. But if they need to lean on him, uh, need to find out something about a guy that is helping them recruit a player, and they don't know the guy, then they go they go to, to the head coach and tell him their problem and ask him if he feels like that the guy was going to be up and up on his willingness to help NIL money. That's the kinds of things that you need to know. And... Uh, you also need to know those who are, are good to your face and bad to your, you know, and cut your guts out. But there are a lot of things I think that Coach can, and I don't, I think he'd be terrific doing this. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think he's different from Bobby Dodd. Yeah. So I have it backed off. All right. Uh, so we'll see as uh, Coach is, uh, well, I know he's not worried about it. He was actually had him on the Golf Channel talking about Justin yeah. Thompson, Nick he Dunlap. Uh, he helped him put. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Nick Dunlap can move down there with him, hang out with him down there in Jupiter, Florida. So that's it for today's show. We're going to get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Digger seems confident that Texas is going to roll the red carpet out uh, for Ryan Williams. I've seen these things happen. Now, they could. It would scare me to death if I were Alabama. But watch. I think sometimes these guys don't take the visits. Uh, If he's heart set on going here uh, and everything seems to be okay, I look for Ryan Williams possibly maybe commit again, recommit this week. But we'll see. That's just me talking. I don't know. Crap. All right, that's it for today's show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.